Blog Talk Radio. everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. It is November 29th, 2021, and of course tonight is John LaCron, and he'll be joining us in just a minute. Uh, before we get to John, and we, you know this, you get your paper and pencils ready, you're going to need it. I wanted to say a few things here. A few weeks ago on another show, I had noted that Africa was totally unaffected by this supposed pandemic. And it turns out that Africa passes out ivermectin to its population. Yes, it is. uh, They do use it for horses. But it has been used on the human population for over 30 years as a parasitic control. Um, It kills off viruses. It does all kinds of things. And it's really quite inexpensive, so we're not going to use that. But I noted that they were unaffected, and all that was being reported all around the world was this country and that country and all this spike, you know, in cases and blah, blah, blah. Lo and behold, today I was bombarded with stuff about how a new variant called Omicron is in Africa. Now, I just bet it is. And it's a much weaker strain, and but there it is. See, the pandemic got over there. As one person posited a thought on that was, I wonder what they sprayed them with. And if you look at this whole fiasco globally, where you see clusters of people, my immediate gut reaction to that is they've dispersed something into that population. They have tried to get everything to get this thing to go viral on its own, and it just doesn't seem to want to do it. So we come along with these DNA-altering gene therapy shots that will make your body, as one of the people from AstraZeneca said, look at, just look at it like an onboard operating system, you know, like what's in your computer. We're talking about transhumanism here. Then they came out and they're going to start giving it to young children. Now, everything in me screams, no, don't do that. And a lot of people have the same reaction. But the thing is, it isn't that they're worried they're going to get coronavirus and blah, 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 blah. What it is, is they want to get these kids online so that by the time they are an adult, they're fully integrated into whatever this system is they're building. I... I really don't know how this is going to turn out. This has been exposed from one end to the other as as a fraud, a massive fraud perpetrated not only on the people of the United States, but globally. People are dying, but we're hearing from medical personnel that they're dying because once they come into the hospital, they immediately have COVID and all other medical treatment for chronic conditions is stopped and they will only treat for COVID 
people die of heart attacks. They go into diabetic shock, any other of a number of problems, and they succumb to that. They say, oh, they died of COVID. And then another little thing, the CDC had to admit that if you get that vaccination and you die within 14 days of that vaccine, you're counted as unvaccinated. I'd like to know why. But this whole thing is, please get a grip here. Don't do this to yourself. Don't do it to your children. And I had a a graphic that was up on my Facebook page that just really hit it home for me. And what it said was, if you took the shot and survived, good for you. But it's like playing Russian roulette and saying, because you survived that, it's safe to play it. No, it isn't. Um, It just... You are taking a chance. We don't know what this actually is that they are doing to the populations. We don't know what the end result is going to be. But they are damn desperate to get it done, which should scare you right there because I've never seen the government care that much about anything. And then you got lying Fauci. They call him Dr. Frankenstein, who tells one story after another story and an lie after another lie. And... This man needs to be in prison at the very least. And India has now, through its legal system, charged him with murder over these vaccines. I don't know how that's going to come out. Um, But they already, it wasn't him, it was Bill Gates, I'm sorry, um, with murder. And then they already had Bill Gates for $42 billion in damages from his free polio vaccine that killed or paralyzed over half a million Indian children before they stopped it. And the only reason they stopped it is word spread. When these free vans rolled up into these communities, people jumped on them and killed them. And uh, and I'm going to say one last thing before I bring John on. For all of the military and police personnel out there that are doing what they're doing, trying to enforce this stuff and everything else. Just remember, what they're doing to us, they're going to do to you and your family. Keep that in mind when you turn on the public. And it's something you need to think about. What if it was your children? What if it was your mom and dad? Does it make a difference at that point? But anyway, it's things to think about. But we've got so much going on. And, of course, these shows with John are quite extensive and full of information. So like I say, get your paper and pencils. The shows are always available in archive. You can listen to them as many times as you want and no charge and get all the information you need. And ultimately, you can contact John himself if you need an explanation. So with that, here's my co-host for the evening, John LeCron. Take it away, John. Good evening, Marty. It's another wonderful day in the neighborhood. We're going to go down some deep rabbit holes. Now, I'm here to tell you that the story that you're hearing that we're going to cover, this is a culmination of a lot of years of work. A lot of research has gone into it. Um, For those of you that have listened to my work before, you know for a fact that we do not have the court system that we're supposed to have, where claims are made and People file things under the pains and penalties of perjury, which means if they're lying, they're going to jail. No fictions can be involved. They're called kangaroo courts for a reason because, you know, you got the personage, the barratry, all these other 
crimes that are committed in a typical day in a courtroom. And until you comprehend the nature of this proverbial beast, which is based on lies, exploitation, hidden contracts, a foreign language called legalese, and countless other things that we'll be discussing here in a few minutes, you cannot comprehend telling you right now. I knew there was corruption in the courts, but never did I comprehend the full nature of it until I actually had to start dealing with them. And I can walk into any courtroom, I can sit down, and I can listen to the contracting between the attorneys and the clerk masquerading as a judge while some poor sap is being railroaded. And there's nothing I can do to help him. We have equity courts where basically it's nothing more than slave trading on a floor. And I mean that in every sense of the word. And again, we'll get into my thing here in a minute. Now, listeners, Marty has told me that you folks would like a little bit more back and forth between Marty and me, more of a conversation. And Marty and I do try to do a little bit of that. But when I come and do some of these shows, it is so hard-hitting with so much information, there really isn't time for a lot of back-and-forth banter between Marty and me. And yet, I realize, folks, that I am giving you literally a garden hose, well, not even a garden hose, a fire hose of water information when other people kind of give you little dribble, dribble, dribble. And all I can say is, folks, I'm sorry but I don't have time to babysit people. I don't. Marty doesn't. Our time is valuable, possibly can, in the hopes that enough people will catch enough of the information that will get them to start doing their own research. I have told you, Marty has told you, don't just arbitrarily listen to us for what we have to say. Look at what we say. Review what we say research what we say because that ladies and gentlemen has been the biggest problem we get a bunch of liars with access to television stations quote unquote news which is nothing more than propaganda which is bought and paid for and a lot of drama a lot of psychological warfare operations and when it's all over said and done with you're not getting what you're supposed to get which is what you need in order to survive this Marty and I have both told you, straight up, this is a full-pledged war. They have pulled everything. They are not holding back anything. Every tool that they have at their disposal is now targeted at you and me. This is all-out warfare. And again, Marty and I have covered this in past shows, and we don't have time for it today. The point is this, though. What I'm trying to get across is this really and truly death. That is the severity of this conversation that we're having. And you say, okay, John, well, you're fixing to talk a little bit about this paperwork that you did for this court case. But... Why does it even matter when it's their equity courts? When a judge will look at it, quote-unquote judge, and say, I don't understand it. Why will they do that? Because it's not their 
world. They're playing in the world of fiction. This is why they practice law, this law. There is no practice. You've heard me and Marty both say it. Law is simple. It's three little words, eight little letters. Do no harm. It is so uncomplicated, it's not funny. But they complicate the world because this is basically welfare for attorneys, welfare for their bankers, and welfare for the corporations and their agents masquerading as government. Because when it's all boiled down to the lowest common denominator, it is exclusively about absolute control, absolute corruption, and totalitarian control of people from start to finish. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You were born a slave, you are a slave now, and you will die a slave until enough people wake up to what's really going on. And the reason I file these documents into these court cases isn't for remedy, even though that's what these documents ask for. No, it's to expose what's actually happening into the public record so they can't say, well, I didn't know about it. While at the same time, putting it out for the rest of the world so they can see the big picture, comprehend just what is taking. Now, for people that want to read this, that I'm going to be reading from, it is on my Facebook. It's there. It's under my magnum opus 2.0. Okay? But the point I'm going to try to emphasize tonight is this system has failed. It's not somewhat failing. It's not we've got a few problems. This system has failed in its entirety. They are destroying it as we speak. Your financial system has been on a house of cards since 1913. Marty and I have told you about the global economic reset. Marty and I have told you that they want us under a real ID. Marty and I have told you they want you to be a walking and talking cryptocurrency. They want you to be the same thing that you've been your entire life, which is the surety for their corporate profits and your enslavement. But the difference between the Federal Reserve notes, which again are only negotiable debt instruments, they're not money, they're negotiable debt instruments, 12 United States Code, 411. The only difference between that and what they're going to now, which is a central bank digital currency, is they can cut off that central bank digital currency at any moment and put you on the street, make sure that you can't buy groceries to feed yourself or your families, mandate that if you don't do what they say, guess what? You don't have access. Mandate you cannot leave a certain jurisdiction. In other words, if you travel five miles outside away from your home, your cryptocurrency won't work anymore. This is slavery in its entirety. The perfect example of it, the perfect example. And we have had examples of this before. When you think about the past, you've heard the song, the song, sold my soul to the company store. Folks, the company store 
is the Federal Reserve bankers, a.k.a. the Vatican bankers, a.k.a. the Rothschilds. But they've gained control now of not just a country, not just a couple countries, not just most of the planet. They're now moving in for the final cut. This is the kill shot. The goal is intentional destruction of everything that you think you have. You better be prepared. And Marty and I have been preparing you now for a minimum of two years. At a minimum, Marty and I have so much information. Unlike most people, we are trying to save your life for real. Unlike most talk show hosts, we don't pull up punches, we don't dance around issues, and we're not sitting here playing little games. We're not sitting here begging for money. We're giving you the hard-hitting facts. And you've heard Marty and me both tell you. They can cut us off at any point. They have silenced us in real time on this radio show. In real time, they killed our transmission because we were too close to the target. Marty brings on some of the most incredible guests that talk about all the things that are happening in this world. You know, how they've targeted the elderly. I've explained that as well and put my part into that. Folks, the elderly are being terminated. But now so is everybody else. Now you have young adults dying. Now, as of a week or two ago, you now have young people dying. Perfectly healthy young men, young women, teenagers. Some of them not even that. Murdered, and I'll say it again, murdered by Anthony Fauci and all these other corrupt organizations selling their crap. Marty just got through telling you about Bill Gates as a war criminal. Believe me, these people have nothing, nothing as far as compassion to anybody. It is about exclusively profits and exclusively a termination of the people that have finally, finally started to wake up to the giant scam that we call this thing government. Latin origin words meaning mind control. You are now under an experiencing a trauma-based mind control that has gone above and beyond anything I could have imagined. Until you've been to war. You think it's bad just because you get media? Try going minute by minute wondering whether or not you're going to live or die. See, Americans don't know what real war looks like. Now, a few of us who've been to war know what it looks like. And there's some fools here in America that think, oh, yeah, we need to start something. Uh-huh. I don't want to see my country I don't see, want to see my community. I don't want to see these states. I don't want to see anybody blowing each other up, murdering each other. The profits of these central bankers and profits of the military-industrial complex. I want us to figure things out, recognize the severity of the problem, and believe you me, Marty and I have given it to you, both barrels, and finally, at some point, stop 
consenting to the tyranny. I'm so disgusted. Well, how could they let somebody like Adolf hit Germany in 1933? The same central bankers that did it in 2007. They did it in 2008 when they crashed the system. They did it in 2012. And now it's the final cuts. And we sat back, twiddled our thumbs, some of us did, and said, okay, I want to go back to my Netflix because this is just too scary. This is just too complicated, and I don't want to think about it. I'll let somebody else deal with the problem. We don't have that luxury, ladies and gentlemen. God, do we not have that luxury. We have to change the world. It's not, we didn't want this fight. We didn't want this war. This war, we didn't start. They did. And this paperwork that you're fixing to hear from me is the counterattack. And it doesn't require violence. It doesn't require anything but truth and facts. Marty, did you have a caller on? And not just yet. I'm waiting. We're expecting a caller who asked if he could. So, But he's not here yet just yet, John. I'll let you know. All right. Long story short, this all began when I made a left turn at a stoplight in Kentucky, one I've been making for... 25 years. No traffic coming from the opposite direction. No traffic there to my immediate left to the road that I was turning on. If I had made the same left turn 25 feet before I made this left turn into the parking lot of a food establishment, it would have been fine. No problem. But because I chose to do it, coming to a complete stop, of course, at a stoplight, Made that left turn with a cop behind me. Don't know if he ran the same red light. He claims that I did. But that's the basis of the stop. I call it harassment in my paperwork, but that's beside the point. So we're going to go down this rabbit hole. And we're going to talk about the difference between traveling and commerce, which is, again, I don't believe anybody should have to do any of this crap. But in the end, the paperwork is more important from a different perspective. It is more important than you can possibly imagine because it establishes something very John? different. Yes. Your caller has, has arrived. Uh, okay, All go right. ahead. Bring him on quickly. Oh, go ahead. Okay. All right, hi John. Go uh, ahead. Let's see here. I was I I was going through your magnum opus, and uh, I was wondering how do you how do you use that when you're writing up a claim? Is is that part of a preface? It's my evidence against them, and like I got to explaining here a minute ago, the purpose of doing this isn't because I'm actually expecting them to honor any of the claims that I make. It is to establish they know exactly what's happening. Remember, this stuff is filed under the pains and penalties of perjury, which means if I'm lying, 
if I am lying, I go to jail. Now, these yeah. people lie every single moment of every single day. They form a corruption and everything else. But the reason I do this is twofold. One, to put it on the public record of public corruption. But the reason I share it with everybody else is so that they can see how a real claim is done. And when the system crashes, and it's crashing right now, I think there's going to be small communities spring up. And if enough people know what has happened and decide that they don't want to participate in this fraud anymore, this gives them a baseline of how to create a legitimate court, a real one, which is the one we're supposed to have, an Article Three court, which, again, if you folks don't know, the Article Three courts were done away with, with the Erie Railroad decision in 1938. FDR, the criminal banker out of New York, who stole your gold and put you into slavery, that same criminal banker was looking for a specific court case because they had to switch things up. They had to take us into a brand new court system. They had to get us away from our rights to face our accusers. How can you face Bugs Bunny? You can't. There is no facing Bugs Bunny. There's no cross-examining Bugs Bunny. And again, we'll talk about that in my paperwork. It's actually in there. That this is about establishing... How, how how would you get a case heard by a grand jury? Because I've, I'm doing a case, and I believe these people need to be criminally charged. And I do that in this paperwork. But okay. again, this is why I say learn how to file claims, not complaints. And remember, a attorney to turn over is not a lawyer. Let me say that again. An attorney to turn over is not a lawyer. The definition of an attorney is an international shipping clerk. Okay. They sit there. The international shipping clerk. It took a 200-year-old book for us to find that answer because we wanted that definition because they sure wasn't going to tell us about it. And what people don't know is even as late as about 1975-76, most actual lawyers were not bar attorneys. Now, the difference between a bar attorney and a lawyer, a lawyer is one who makes the law. One who makes the law. And you make your own law every single day, whether that law is good or whether that law is bad, is up for interpretation. And when I say it's up for interpretation, I'm not saying go out there and commit crimes. No. Do no harm. If you step off the sidewalk and walk on someone's grass, has anybody been harmed? No. We hope that you aren't out there with a four-wheeler tearing up the guy's yard because then you are causing him harm. But if you break the grass getting bent, you're going to change the world. Now, if he says, posted no trespassing or don't come on my property, again, you trespass, you come on his property, then he can legitimately say he's been harmed. 
But what I'm trying to inform people is you have to drop your perspective of how you see the world to see how it really is, not the propagandized version that they show. They're not sitting there showing you what happens in these corrupt courts. Okay, you go and watch any. Let me finish, please. You go on. You go and watch any television show. You would get the impression that there's always justice in these courtrooms, or almost always. But you don't see that in the real world. Go ahead. Well, I I believe all these people act with malice, so um, you know. But um. <clears throat> Now, I I filed this with the court clerk, right, for an Article Three district court? There is no Article Three court. All right. Like I said, they did a witness back in the 30s. The whole system, these are private equity courts, private equity courts. Yeah. They are not... Contrary to people's perspective. Now they are assuming that they are, but they're not. They're just another place to do stock trading. And ladies and gentlemen, you're the stock being traded. You're person in. And it was entertaining for me when I can walk into the kangaroo court. I'm going to give you some quick things and then we're going to have to go to my paperwork because we're running out of time. All right. Thank you. For and your time. Looking, he's making sure to tell everybody you have the right to remain silent. He reminds everybody that, but before he reminds everybody, this is this clerk masquerading as a judge in Kentucky. He asked them two questions. What year were you born? What are the last four numbers of your social security number? He needs both of those to establish joinder. And then he says, do you remember? Do you remember that you have the right to remain silent? Yes, I do. And, you know, I caught that instantly. So when I go up there and he asks me those questions, I put them in his place really quick. I know you need to have those things in order to create those bonds that you want. That woke his ass up real quick. He didn't appreciate me outing his BS in a courtroom full of people. And it was very much antagonistic from both of us. At one point, he was really thinking about whether or not he wanted to charge me with contempt, but he didn't know enough. He knew that I knew a lot more than I was showing, and it was, he made the wise decision not to try that game because I know how to do a counter to his contempt claim also. And again, folks, they give you that little warning of contempt. If you ever hear that, I'm thinking about contempt with you, you turn right around and you hammer it home. Are you threatening me? I am now under threat and duress. And you appear to have lost your ability to remain unbiased. And you have threatened me. Now he's the one in the hot seat. 
The threat of a contempt court is designed to do one thing, to shut you up, to intimidate you from his position of authority. These people only have the authority that you give them. All rise. You may be seated. That's establishing contract over who's in charge there. Is your name all? Is your name you? Oh, and he had a nice big black X he wanted everybody to stand on too. X marks the spot. What happens if you are a member of the cartoons that I remember as a kid? If you're standing on that magical X, what happens to you? An anvil falls on your head. Think about it, people. Got to get to the paperwork, Moni. Anything to add before we go? Okay. Nothing to go? All right. Again, folks, if you want to read this, it's on my uh, Facebook page. You've got to be a member. Public Judicial and Constructive Notice and Claims for Commonwealth of Kentucky Uniform Citation Number. The Honorable John Ricardo Crone, acting as the claimant, executor, and beneficiary, a living man with status and standing on the land and not lost at sea or dead, retains all unalienable rights and waives none, whether statutory or procedural or for any reason whatsoever. All presumptions without evidence are rebutted for cause, and the claimant now establishes his common law court of record, Article Three court, where the magistrate trustee is separate from the tribunal, and all actions involve only men and women under also affirmation of facts filed under the pains and penalties of perjury. Now, that's the opening salvo, the opening paragraph. And be aware that the criminal with the costume badge and the gun was not there. Okay. Now, in a nutshell, what that was saying is I'm retaining my rights and that anything that they have without evidence, which is everything, is rebutted for cause. Next paragraph. No corporate fiction persons have status or standing. The jurisdiction of the original moving court is challenged and removed for cause. Those causes include the failure to provide full disclosure, mutual consideration, a meeting of the minds at wedding signatures or autographs of a legitimate contract between all contracting parties. Offer an acceptance of a legitimate contract between all contracting parties. Offer an acceptance do not constitute a valid contract when it is for the purpose of exploitation and unjust enrichment. This is especially true when key issues are deliberately hidden under the color of language, aka legalese, and color of law by trustee bar members and privateers with costumes, badges, and guns. Now, in that particular paragraph, we have a couple different things. I've told you what a valid contract will hold. Full disclosure means you know everything about everything. Everybody knows everything about the details of the contract. Mutual consideration. Everybody gets something out of the contract. It's not one-sided. A meeting of the minds. That means all parties agree to the terms of the contract. There is no disagreement at all. And the wedding signatures or autographs of the contracting parties. 
signatures are something that corporate presidents have. Autographs are something that men and women have. Now, let me explain the way government works and the way the bar mafia works. They do something called offer and acceptance. That's their little thing. And the way I like to describe it is this. Let's say I go up to Marty and say, Marty, you know, I love you, dear. And I'm going to give you a million dollars. And Marty says, John, bless you. I so appreciate you. Only I haven't told her the terms of the contract. Then I turn around, hand her the million dollars, murder her, and take my million dollars back. Well, do you think that Marty would be sitting there jumping for joy at the terms of that contract? Do you think she would have agreed to the terms of that contract? I don't. But this is exactly, exactly what your government does to you every single day through their agents. When you take a little piece of laminated paper with a photograph of you in all capital letters names, that's your corporate person, and when it's tied into your social insecurity number, which is the number needed to get to this trust, that is how they play their little game because they turn around and they use these contracts to create bonds to make their quote-unquote money. They sell them. This is the game, folks. This is the game. And as far as the privateers with costumes, badges, and guns, you've heard me tell you before, and I'll tell you again. What is a badge? A badge is a symbol for a letter of mark and reprisal. And if you do not know what a letter of mark and reprisal is, it's very simple. Look it up. But in a nutshell, it's where somebody says, hey, King, I'm going to work for you. I'm going to go out and declare war on your enemies. And when I declare war on your enemies, you're going to write me this letter of mark and reprisal saying that I'm at war with them. And then I'm going to turn around and we're going to share whatever I get. Now, this is wonderful for the king because he doesn't actually have to pay anything to have these people do this. And he's getting the benefit of having his enemies targeted. On top of that, the guy that's out there doing this is sharing what he gets with them. It's a win-win-win for everybody but the people that have been declared war on. Because now they're fighting not just the king's armies and navies. They're now having to to deal with their mercenaries as well. This is the game. And Marty and I have both told you that back in 1917, there was something called Trading with the Enemies Act. And that when FDR came to power in 1933, one of the things that he did, other than steal your gold and enslave you and steal all your property. There was one other nice little detail that he did. He made you, the American people, the enemy. You better wake up, folks. This is about revenue enhancement. It has nothing to do with safety. And you've heard it again and again on this station about they have told you, even at the quote-unquote Supreme Court, 
that these privateers are not there for your safety. They have made that abundantly clear over and over and over again, just like they've made it abundantly clear that you have the right to travel. But these people are making their own laws and running their own little scams. Because remember, even your local dog catcher, whatever the local ordinance are, from the perspective of the syndicate, is federal law. And why do I say that? What have I told you the word federal means? By agreement or by contract. And just because you don't know the terms of the agreement, just because you haven't read the tens of thousands of pages of the contract, doesn't mean you're not liable to the terms. And I'm trying to remind everybody, it's law is simple. Three little words, eight little letters, which makes the whole world a much nicer place. Do no harm. Anything to add before I continue? No, go ahead. The trustee with the black robe acting as judge is held to his oath of office, whether that oath is on file on the public record or not. A violation of that oath is a federal crime pursuant to 5 United States Code Section 73.11 and Executive Order 10450. Punishment may include removal from office, prison, fines, and personal liability. Misprision of a felony is also of a concern to the claimant. See 18 United States Code Section 4. That's when you're hiding felonies being committed. The cloak of sovereign immunity is lost through criminal actions and abuse of discretion. The claimant expects and is entitled to honest service by the public trustee acting as judge whose corporation is listed on Dun and Bradstreet. All of these judges, you will see in all capital letters name in front of their little bar. That's not the man seated there. That's his person. That's the position that he's acting as. That's the corporation. That's traded on Wall Street and is highly profitable. The claimant expects remedy, cure, and relief for being harmed by third parties with a hidden criminal agenda. Do you see how I'm not pulling any punches, folks? Do you see how I'm not going to just sit here and roll over? Now, I don't encourage people to do what I do, not without a whole lot of training and the willpower to stand up for something that you truly are hardcore in your belief. There's always a risk of being thrown in a cage. Been there, done that. If we don't start standing up now, there will never, ever be a time where our young people are going to be able to. We have an obligation to protect our young people from a criminal agenda that goes back thousands of years. The only thing that's different now between the kings and queens or prior to that, the priests and those, uh, you know, voodoo characters, whatever the case might be, is their tools are much better with regards to the mind control. 
People have been the most studied in the world. They know how to manipulate your emotions. They know how to manipulate your actions. They know how to control your thinking. The big picture is until you break free from that mind control programming, and what did I say government is? Two Latin origin words, gouverneur and mente, mind control. Until you can break free from that, you will never be able to see the world for what it truly is. Next. No policy enforcement officer or agent of the corporate government may testify unless they take the oath as a man or a woman and not as a corporate employee, person, or nom de guerre, name of war. The claimant does not accept titles. All people are to refer to the claimant as either claimant or John, lowercase j. Titles, let me give you a few examples. Driver, defendant, suspect, prisoner, judge, king, president. These are titles, folks. And the original 13th Amendment, Title of Nobility Act? Mm-hmm. Well, the original 13th Amendment, Title of Nobility Act, said that bar members could not participate in government. But you see, when they changed the Constitution to the new version, after they overthrew the country, back in the War of Northern Aggression, well, something changed the system began to change. And with that change, title of nobility was now acceptable. Because remember, Abraham Lincoln was a bar attorney, which means he could not be president of the original United States Corporation. Just saying. A corporate fiction person cannot be plaintiff or a claimant as it has no status or standing. Now, what is a corporate fiction person? Tennessee, state of Kentucky, state of Indiana, state of... They have no status or standing. They are there because we supposedly gave them that authority. Supposedly. But do you think they're abusing it? I do. These corporations cannot be held accountable under the pains and penalties of perjury, nor can something imaginary be cross-examined. No attorney may represent a decedent, and a dead thing like a corporation would be considered to be a decedent, as they are incompetent to testify under Rule 601 of the Federal Rules of Evidence and the Dead Man Statutes. Also, the claimant does not consent to joinder between the living flesh and blood man and the corporate fiction person, says QVI, a.k.a. Proof of Life, Trust although the claimant will retain his right to access that trust for remedy as it was created for the claimant's benefit. Okay. Now, what does that say when I say, talk about joining between the living man and the person? We'll get into that as we go down this, but in a nutshell, corporations can only do business with other corporations. This is why they want your all capital letters name. 
It's not me that's on trial here. It's my person. I'm the one that's supposed to represent that person. And, of course, that was the first thing I established the first time I showed up in that carrying guru court. I will not tolerate joinder between the man and the person. I made it abundantly clear that there was a very different thing here. The claimant is here by special appearance under threat and duress and does not waive any rights, remedies, or defenses, whether natural, statutory, or procedural. The claimant does not consent to the abduction and storage of himself to be the surety for a corporation's debts. The claimant retains all of his unalienable rights and requires the prosecutor to prove all seven elements of jurisdiction. By the way, they can never prove a single one of the seven, much less all seven. Ladies and gentlemen, what have I told you? You are slaves. What does it say on those Federal Reserve notes? Hmm? All debts public and private? Mm-hmm. Full faith and credit? Mm-hmm. Folks, you've been the surety for that corporate fiction money, just the same as you've been the surety for the corporation's activities. And when you're out there voting for your slave master, that's a form of declaring war on your neighbor and the rest of the planet, you're consenting to their criminal activities. And this is why Marty and I both tell you we're political atheists now. And both of us at our back before we knew all this stuff, we were both politically active. Not anymore. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I was very much an equal opportunity annoyer. I pissed off both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party members all the time, and I didn't think twice about it. I called George Bush Jr. what he was, a criminal. I didn't know how bad the criminal George Bush Sr. was at the time, but it's okay. I learned. Time to wake up, folks. The prosecutor and trustee in the black robe are the surety for this matter. Oh, they hate that. The claimant reminds all parties that unlawful abduction is a criminal act, and to do so without evidence and demanding a bond. What does it tell you that you've got to have a bond to get out of their little cage? Is extortion and an unlawful demand for ransom. This act is done again and again in these maritime admiralty constructed contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I put that in my paperwork. I'm calling them what they are, and they know it. And never in any single court case, and I've said it verbally to their face, too. Several clerks masquerading as judges have heard those words from me. Do you think they sit there and get upset by it? Oh, yes. Do they challenge it? No. No. Silence is consent, ladies and gentlemen. Just saying. The agent of the bar, British Accreditation Regency, by the way, and various corporations masquerading as government, Latin origin words meaning mind control, and are continuing to cause the claimant injury and harm under threat and duress. The claimant requires the clerk, trustee, magistrates, oath of office to be placed into the record. 
The claimant is holding the magistrate to that oath and to the position of public trustee. In addition, the claimant requires the magistrate and prosecutor's bond, as well as the name, address, and telephone number of the insurer, along with the policy number associated with their office. Now, that's just a fancy way of saying, okay, folks, you're being held accountable. Now, in these quote-unquote kangaroo courts, remember, it's nothing more than just a trust that has been established, okay? A trust has three elements, and you can only hold two of those three positions. The beneficiary, the executor, and the trustee. Those are the three positions needed for a trust. You can only hold two of those three positions once you create a trust. The clerk masquerading as a judge is supposed to be the public trustee, but he doesn't want to be the public trustee. He wants you to assume that role. This is the switch up that happens. You become the trustee of the trustee, and now him and the clerk or him and the uh, prosecutor become the beneficiary under contract. Moving on, the claimant is not a ward of the state and is capable of handling his own affairs, so no parents portray relationship exists. That's when the state is your daddy. Have you noticed an awful lot of people are now counting on the state to be their daddy? Yeah, their daddy is quite the king. But make sure you realize that that king can pull the rug out from under you any time he so chooses. The claimant retains his position as creditor, beneficiary, and attorney in fact. All contracts are to be clearly articulated and entered into the record, and no hidden contracts are permitted. All contracts must have the required elements to be valid to include full disclosure, a meeting of the minds, mutual consideration and wedding signatures or autographs of all contracting parties. <clears throat> and again, you can hear throughout this paperwork, sometimes I repeat myself. There's reasons for this, folks. The most important things I try to get in there three times. And the reason is simple. The first time, maybe you made a mistake. Yeah, you probably made a mistake. Second time, well, yeah, maybe he meant it, maybe he didn't. When you say something three times, you mean it. And what have I been telling you, folks? Claims filed under the pains and penalties of perjury. It's not fun, folks, but it's real. See, you'll never get any of these people to do it. They know. Because if they were to sit there and put their stuff in, well, let's just say, yeah, uh, then you got them. <clears throat> All presumptions are rebutted. Judicial discretion is not granted. These clerks masquerading as judges quite regularly use their discretion for their benefit, not yours. The claimant expects and is entitled to honest service. You would think, right? The claimant also requires the letter of mark and reprisal and discovery to include finding of facts and conclusions of law. 
the claimant retains his in personam jurisdiction and his in rem jurisdiction. So now what I'm doing is I'm putting them in their place. I'm starting to make demands on them. I'm starting to remind them that they have certain obligations. And of course, I don't expect any of this to happen, but this reminds them that it's supposed to. The claimant does not consent to the crimes of hypothecation, personage, barity, abduction, hostage taken, human trafficking, coercion, practicing law from the bench. And by the way, folks, if he quick masquerading as a judge threatens you with contempt of court, that's practicing law from the bench. And if the clerk puts a plea in for you, that's practicing law from the bench. Just saying. Fraudulent conveyance of language, assault, battery, kidnapping, extortion, racketeering, on-land piracy, criminal conversion, malicious prosecution, bills of attainder, jury tampering, peonage, press gang, use of fraud, or any other common law crimes against the man or the man's person, as these are all a trespass against the claimant. The claimant is not bound by legalese, dog Latin, glossa, word art, American Sign Language, or syntax grammar. Act, statutes, codes, rules, regulations, the Administrative Procedures Act of June 11, 1946, which is Public Law 79-404, 60 Stat 237, or the Unidroid Treaty, as all are foreign to the claimant. The claimant does not answer to imaginary fictions or the self-appointed corporate agents with bar cards or privateers with costumes, badges, and guns. Again, we're establishing now sovereignty establishing the fact that we're not putting up with any of their garbage. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to honor any of this. Because they don't. But it doesn't change the fact that they're supposed to, by their own actions, by their own statutes, codes, rules, and regulations, they are supposed to be honorable men and women. Why do they say at the beginning, and it's always the bailiff, it's never the black robe, always one of the bailiffs that says, may God save this honorable court. Why? Because there's no honor amongst thieves. Oh, originally, folks, so y'all know, two things. One, what was the original reason people stood up when a black robe walked into the room? It wasn't to honor the black robe. No, it was to honor the black book the black robe was carrying. We call those a Bible back when we still had Article Three courts. And where you get the word testimony, just as a little side note, where you get the word testimony... You're a man up there testifying. You were holding your testes while you were testifying. Because that was a reminder to those people in the courtroom. But more importantly, that was a reminder to you that what you were saying better be right or it would have severe, severe repercussions. Next, the claimant is not chattel property, a transmitting utility, Roman Catholic, a British or Vatican subject, 
employee of the state of Kentucky Corporation or the Commonwealth of Kentucky Corporation or the city of Oak Grove Corporation. The claimant is not a Sescu Vitrust, vessel, lost and misplaced cargo, person, corporation, ship, dead body, or bond slave. The claimant is entitled to full disclosure as well as to subrogation. And I'll explain subrogation in a minute. The claimant requires the public trustee to be unbiased and to discharge its color of law matter. The claimant is claiming any bonds created during the initial stages of this action by third parties in the business of deception. It is corporate policy that all crimes are commercial. 27 CFR 72.11. All crimes are commercial, folks. It's about money. It's not about justice. 27 CFR 72.11. Look it up. And then no debts can be paid, only discharged pursuant to the March 9th, 1933 bankruptcy of the United States Corporation. What did I tell you a Federal Reserve note is? A negotiable debt instrument. You cannot discharge a debt with debt. It doesn't work. Now, I said I'd tell you what subrogation is. That is where somebody else gets to come in and pay your debt for you. That's what it is. That's what it means. Who will subrogate for John Leckrone, the man? The all capital letters John Leckrone person. The title to his Sescu Trust. The claimant revokes all contracts based on maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketing fraud. Notice I said that again. I mean what I say. As they do not have full disclosure or a meeting of the minds or mutual consideration and avoid from the beginning for cause. The claimant does not delegate his authority to anyone. The claimant's unalienable rights have been converted into privileges. Men and women have rights, folks. Slaves have privileges. Under the color of law, which is a crime, the failure to provide remedy cure and relief is both dishonorable and actionable. The claimant's expensive fee schedule is on the public record for those who wish to trespass against him. The claimant is fully prepared to settle this matter on the private side. Remember, they're bringing all this stuff into the public when they drag you into their kangaroo courts. I'm just here to settle the matter. Something I told them right out the starting gate. All actions based on fraud avoid from the beginning. Hello. This maxim of law has been around for centuries, even though it is frequently ignored by those committing the frauds. With regard to the fraud, here are some additional examples which can be proven by the claimant, but there are many more as well. All of these corporations masquerading as de facto governments are bankrupt. Fact, ladies and gentlemen. Using the crimes of personage and baritry, oh, and by the way, personage and baritry, 100 years ago, if you were convicted of those, they executed you. I just thought you all would like to know that little detail. They have enslaved the people in their communities and turned them into bond debt slaves for foreign banking interests. Hello? 
The people have been press-ganged into serving these corporations through the use of threat and duress. Would you folks really put up with even a fraction of what you put up with if you didn't know that a ton of bricks would fall on your head if you decided to not be a good little slave and do what you're told? Well, several years ago, John decided he was tired of being a slave, and he decided he was going to stand up. And I'm not telling you it's been pleasant. On the contrary, I've had more than a few bricks dropped on my head. But when I go to bed at night, I can look in that mirror and say today I did all I could do to fight the powers that should not be. Fraudulent conveyance of language, the use of words with meanings that are different that are in common use. Unilateral contracts are created for the purpose of pillaging people and their property and trusts. This is a mixed war between the corporations, privateers, and agents and the people of the community who are the victims being plundered by these agents. Corporations and governments are nothing more than trusts created for the benefit of the owners of the trust and their employees. These corporations, through their agents and employees, have stolen the sovereignty of the people and then granted to themselves the rights to plunder the people by using extortion and brute threat of force along with the color of law. This is unlawful and immoral as well as ludicrous and criminal. If I go out there and I hire some thug to go beat you over the head and take what you have, I go to jail for many, many, many years done by a quote-unquote government agent. Well, guess what? They're entitled to do this. They're in charge. We didn't grant them the rights to commit crimes against us, ladies and gentlemen. And it's really time for all of you to wake up to that little truth. Capitus diminutio maxima means maximum loss of status in Latin. The people have been turned into the surety for these corporations' debts. And the use of an all-capital letters name, such as John Leckrone, are how people's rights are stolen. John Leckrone being in all-capital letters. There are only six things an all-capital letters name can be, and they are as follows. One, the name of a ship. Two, the name of a corporation. Three, a dead body. Four, a slave. Five, the title to a sesquivitrus. Six, a trademark or logo. In these maritime admiralty constructed contract and racketeering for Octangular Courts, Notice I'm still including that as little words. The people are looked as being all six as they are being administered for profit by agents with bar cards. Time to wake up, folks. The cloak of sovereign immunity is lost through criminal actions and abuse of discretion by those employed by these corporations. For far too long, sovereign immunity has been used to commit a multitude of crimes. Below is a list of many of the crimes and trespasses, but it is in no way complete. And I'm going to go through these very quickly. But I would like to remind you folks that almost every example here is a felony requiring years behind a cage. It is done on a minute-by-minute basis across this entire country in these kangaroo courts. Self-interested deceit, 
fraud, constructive fraud, fraud, malfeasance, misfeasance, nonfeasance, felony breach of trust, threat and duress, terrorism, unlawful conversion, theft by unlawful taking or disposition, breach of international treaties, war privateering, press ganging, inland piracy, enslavement, peonage, conscription under force, racketeering, usurpation, identity theft, false imprisonment, extortion under the color of law, extortion under threat and duress, human trafficking, heinous crimes, armed robbery, accessory to armed robbery, kidnapping, aggravated kidnapping, using mail to extort, fraudulent conveyance of language, reckless indifference resulting in mental anguish, bringing private law into the public, emotional abuse, abuse of office, malicious prosecution, prosecutorial misconduct, unlawful claiming power of attorney, personage, baritry, refusal to address valid claims, commercial feudalism, fraudulent contracting, violation of the Homestead Act, reckless endangerment, stalking, harassment, kidnapping, held for ransom, using contract law when people are owed a common law court of record, bringing false complaints for a fictitious plaintiff, treason against lawful government. Ladies and gentlemen, you're the lawful government. And believe me, I'd like to be making comments on every one of these things, but we don't have time. Breach of the peace, conspiracy against rights, domestic terrorism, using bill of attainder, the bar is a closed union shop, which is a monopoly, violation of judicial canons, failure to produce a public hazard bond. Yeah, try asking a cop for his bond. He'll look at you like he's, you know, he doesn't know what he's talk- you're talking about because he doesn't. Violation of due process, murder, manslaughter, deprivation of rights under the cover of law, practicing law from the bench, lying under oath, having no oath of office, breach of oath, false arrest, drug trafficking, <clears throat> chemical warfare via vaccines, chemtrails, and fluorides, breaking and entering, criminal trespassing, assault with a deadly weapon, jury tampering, witness tampering, presumptions with no evidence, bribery, thematic deceit, warrantless arrest. Excuse me, folks, I've got to have something to drink. <clears throat> Warrantless arrest, extrinsic fraud, fraud upon the court, fraud of process, use of fraud. That's where you go in and take something that somebody else can't use and use it for your own benefit. Intrinsic fraud, slander, libel, defamation of character, alienation of affection, fraudulent concealment, prejudice, hearsay evidence is permitted assumes facts not in evidence. Again, you're not allowed to have evidence in any of these kangaroo courts. Official oppression, aggravated perjury, misappropriation of public funds, using petite juries. That's a jury that's not full. In other words, a quote-unquote jury is supposed to be either 12 people for a normal jury or 25 for a grand jury. And you will never find those, or almost never, 
grand juries, they want to keep it like 23 or 24 because a grand jury has the ability to go in there and not just take a look at all the things that is brought before them by the prosecutor's office, but they can also agree to do some things that are not. This is why I tell people, you all need to start creating your own little grand juries. Just remember, know your limits. Know your limits. I have friends that are in jail that did not know their limits. The thing without a license, bar cards are simply union dues cards, folks. They're not a license. They are union dues cards for a private group of people. Abuse of prosecutorial discretion. Ex parte, which is behind the scenes agreement where not all par- or where not all parties are invited. Yeah, that's when you're busy talking to the judge behind the scenes and say, "Hey, let's do a deal and don't let the other guy know about it." Remember, they've already decided your court case before they you walk in there. It's all theater, folks. It's all for show. Inability to video or audio court cases where crimes are committed. Gee, I wonder why that might be. Bribery, kickbacks, conspiracy to defraud, misuse of an alter ego. What's the alter ego? The person unbonded summary process. Uh huh. Happens all the time. Prison bonds, where all court cases get QCIP numbers. Folks, every one of those documents that they file into those court cases bringing claims against you, those are QCIP numbers. They make money. It's traded on Wall Street. Criminal possession of a forged instrument. This is where they turn around and use your social security number and your consent, because you don't know, to create bonds in your good name and pillage the trust. Just saying. Intimidating a participant in a legal process via contempt of court threats. Done all the time. Retaliating against a participant in a legal process via contempt of court. Yeah, how many people have been thrown in a cage? Yours truly has before I knew how to challenge their contempt of court threats, of course. But I watch it all the time. Criminal mischief. Receiving stolen property. Criminal conspiracy. Wanton endangerment. Tampering with physical evidence. Complicity. Knowingly exploit adult by person. Fraudulent use of social security numbers, legal abuse, discrimination, denial of due process, tax evasion, abuse of plenary power, invasion of privacy, conflict of interest, practicing medicine without a license when doing a competency assessment. In other words, they're saying, hey, I want this individual to be, you know, inspected to make sure they're competent. Well, they're making a decision based on medicine and they're not trained in that, folks. This is why the costumes, badges, and guns, instead of knowing what to do, will escalate things instead of trying to de-escalate things. Impersonating a public servant. That's what all these people are doing, folks. Forcing counsel to be a member of the bar. That's right. You cannot be there without having that magical bar card. Entrapment. Emolument, salaries, and fees for employment of office. Folks, 
you don't realize he's clerk masquerading his judge, get a little taste of all of that stuff, every single court case that goes through there, they get a little piece of that, gets put into their retirement account. Of course, they don't want you to know that, but hey, you know, who am I to sit there and not tell you about it? Because I think you deserve to know. Collection of unlawful debts. Violation of the Labor Code, and that's a... Uh, put in place by the criminal we know as uh, <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln. But there was a Lieber Code, and that is being violated, and that's been in place since the War of Northern Aggression. Respecting of persons and unconscionable contracting. Now that, folks, is 134. And I could have kept going, but that's enough. That's enough. You get the point. All right, we've got to continue, and I'm running low on time. Marty, do we have an hour and a half or two hours, honey? Uh, we should have two hours, John. I haven't heard any different. Very good. The benefits of being a free-range John? tax slave to be a – yes, ma'am. Before you go any further, we've had three people contact me, and could you please explain what – when you say something is dismissed for cause, what does that mean? In other words, there is a legitimate reason to have something discharged. And remember, there's a big difference between the word dismiss and discharge. Okay? When I say discharge, I tell them to do it with prejudice, and you'll hear that later on in my court document. But what I'm saying is these people have done things that are unlawful, which by default voids them. So when I say this needs to be voided for cause, that's why I'm saying that. Because when they're busy creating conflict, creating drama against people using all of these criminal activities, fraud is void from inception. Let me say that again. All fraud is void from the very instant it starts. The instant that they create the fraud, they have started to do something. And just because you're agreeing to the fraud doesn't make it lawful. Now, in their legal world, it's a contract offer, and if you fell for it, well, <laughs> sucker. But that's what that means, Marty. Do you have something else? No, that was basically several people were asking what that meant, and uh, thank you for the explanation. Again, don't be afraid to uh, interrupt me, and uh, if you've got a question that comes in that really you think is important. The benefits okay. of being a free-range tax the benefits of being a free-range tax slave to be exploited are minuscule for most people who would rather be free if told the truth and given the choice. A complaint is not a lawful claim filed under the pains and penalties of perjury. Legal tender, your Federal Reserve notes, does not lawfully discharge debts. There must be value given for value. Now, is there any value created when they create all those digits and give themselves access to the quote-unquote money and then buy up real assets with their electronic digits or their cloth with green ink? Hmm? Of course not. It's a monopoly. This is why I keep reminding everybody, folks, you all better be playing in something other than the Federal Reserve note system because they're crashing it right now. Global economic reset's real, folks. 
You better have some idea as to how to survive where there is no value to your currency. I mean that. Listen to me. Better be prepared for the world that you're living in to be so different than it is even now. You think things are going down the rabbit hole really bad in the last 22 or 20 months? Folks, you haven't seen anything yet. You have not seen anything yet. You better look at other collapsed societies over the world, and there's plenty of research you can do. Argentina, Weimar Republic, Germany, several other countries have done this. It's happening to you now too, folks. That inflation that you're seeing, you think it's bad now? Wait till $1,000 doesn't buy you a stick of gum. Time to wake up. The claimant has status and standing as it is his equity and his private property in the form of unalienable rights and valuable life force that is being unlawfully stolen. All parties reading this document should consider all of the claimant's efforts to be a replevin accent. The word replevin means recovery. Now, I can't recover, recover the time I've had to spend doing these wars against these people. But again, remember, my goal is to educate people to the system we're supposed to have. At the same time, expose these criminals for their criminal actions. This is stuff, folks, that grand juries are supposed to look at and say, okay, now we have somebody with real evidence. Now it's time for us as a grand jury to act. Okay. A piece, John, a piece I got piece. another question. Yes, uh, actually, a comment, and I've got this from six different people here now, that the grand jury is basically defunct and that all the efforts to establish citizen grand juries have now been made into crimes. Is that true? Yes, in a lot of ways it is. But I'm here to tell you, if you're expecting justice in a maritime admiralty, constructive contract, and racketeering fraud kangaroo court, good luck. Good luck with that. But I am giving you folks history as it once was because, again, like I keep reminding everybody – This system has already failed. It's not somewhat failing. It is already done. The proverbial system has crashed. You're going to have to rebuild from somewhere because if you permit them to reestablish their new system after this period of chaos, and folks, you're not going to get out of this chaos, and there's not a damn thing you're going to be able to do to stop it. This is a global plan that has been in place for centuries. Centuries. This is the culmination, folks. You're at the tail end. Okay? This is the great enlightenment or the great death call, however you want to look at it, because it really is that point. You are either going to be wide awake to this corruption wide awake to the fraud, wide awake to the propaganda, or you're going to fall victim to it and be one of the many people pushing up daisies. 
And folks, in the last 18 months, we have had a lot of people die. But in the last 10, well, no, we're in November. In the last year, those deaths are now associated with something. Those injections are designed to kill you. Those injections are designed to injure you if it does not kill you. Unless you were one of the really, 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 really lucky ones. And all you got was an injection of something that has no harm to you. Because, again, this is a giant experiment by these people, but it's designed to eliminate a very high percentage of people permanently. It's also designed to make a whole lot more people to be to need their medical establishments. And finally, it's designed to condition you to accept whatever they say. Remember, they were not allowed to propagandize the American people until Barry Satoro, a.k.a. Barack Hussein Obama, in 2014, changed that. Now, they propagandized us, yes, but never to the degree that they're doing it now. This is an all-out war, folks. I said it at the beginning of this show. This is an all-out war against you. I am still comfortable that at some point in time, people that have committed these multitudes of crimes are going to be held accountable for their actions. And you can say, oh, John, that's fighting words. That's treason. Yeah. Except I'm not the guy that committed the treason. They did. They did. It is so past time for you folks to wake up. It is way past time because I'm telling you right now, your life depends on it. If you're not willing to fight for your own life, if you're not willing to establish a system where justice prevails, where you're willing to tolerate criminality on a moment-by-moment basis, where murder is now acceptable, where health care isn't about health care, it's about killing people, welcome to Nazi Germany 2.0, ladies and gentlemen. Please wake up. Please. I'm begging you, please. The claimant has status and standing as his equity in his private property in the form of unalienable rights and valuable life force being unlawfully stolen. Already did that. A piece of paper in the form of a corporate charter is a dead thing and cannot move a court or make a complaint or file a claim. Only a living man or woman may do so. This is a fraud upon the people. When corporations were given the status of persons, this created the opportunity for criminals with bar cards to attack the people under the color of law. A piece of paper cannot be a harm party, nor can it make a contract. To imply that it can is ludicrous. The Erie Railroad decision attempted to hide the people's right to remedy through a common law court of record. Common law courts of record were replaced with courts of equity, which are private, for-profit, contract law, banking courts, evidenced by the gold-fringed flags. 
This has been a windfall for the agents of these equity courts who have imposed their private contracts onto the people for the purpose of pillaging their estates. In more modern times, patent, trademarks, and trade names filed into the U.S. Patent Office have been created by attorneys in the names of living people for the same purpose. Abuse of discretion, unilateral contracts with no benefit for the victim, abuse of authority, simulated legal process for public consumption, and so much more has been the result of this travesty of justice. The private corporate collection agencies acting as maritime admiralty constructed contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts, where we heard that before, have flourished under this dystopian and criminal system. The lack of candor of attorneys and clerks masquerading as judges is the norm. A significant percentage of holders of a bar card, union dues card, lack character and conscience. The people did not give enumerated powers to be used to commit crimes against them. The people expect honest service and integrity from their employees, but are usually denied such. The people are sovereign without subjects and have a duty to resist tyranny and oppression executed under the color of law. The power which is derived cannot be greater than that which it is derived from. When employees of corporations assume undelegated powers, these actions make any unlawful action or demands performed by them null and void. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. In order for evil to prosper, good men must do nothing. The average man or woman on the street did not agree to be enslaved and pillaged for profit by these corporate agents. Unrebutted claims stand as truth in commerce. Corporations are creatures designed to benefit men and women. Corporations have no status or standing as they cannot make any claims or for that matter do anything as they are only pieces of paper with a corporate charter typed upon the paper in ink. To imply that a corporation can move a court is ludicrous. The agents working for these de facto, not de jure, quote-unquote governments, Latin origin words meaning mind control, have used the ignorance of the people and corporations having the status of persons to undermine the people's absolute authority prizes, masquerading as legitimate governments. <clears throat> i got to get a drink. Corporations and their agents have duties and responsibilities. Men and women have unalienable rights, which are regularly violated with impunity for profit by employees of these corporations. Taxation and fines are theft using compelled performance under threat and duress. This is extortion by agents with bar cards and the men and women with costumes, badges, and guns acting as privateers are enforcing it. These men and women are a private standing army in the business of privateering. They're there for revenue enhancement, folks, not for quote-unquote safety. Now, they'll say it's for public safety. Yeah, you're not the public, ladies and gentlemen. The public is the corporations masquerading as government. Just thought y'all ought to know that little detail. 
The basis of this perceived authority, which is the claimant vehemently denies exists between him and these agents, is the unconscionable contract made by Franklin Delano Roosevelt to foreign banking interest in 1933 during the bankruptcy proceeding of the United States Corporation. Franklin Roosevelt's theft of the American people's gold and the hypothecation of their property under the color of law and stand as surety for the corporation's debts was the crime of unlawful conversion. His co-conspirators at the time were the governors and the state legislators who went along with this massive theft and the fraud perpetuated upon the people of each of their states and communities. This bankruptcy was treated as a national emergency and still holds true today, 88 years later, and yet another bankruptcy. Folks, you do know the U.S. Inc. just went bankrupt again, right? You do know that the Treasury is not run by United States Inc., right? The U.S. Treasury is now under the control of BlackRock. Do your research, folks. It's out there. You can find it anywhere. You're living in a corporatocracy, folks. You're living in a world that has been created for you where corporations will have absolute control and absolute power over every aspect of your life. Now, if you're like me and Marty, we don't want to answer to corporations. We don't want to answer to fictions. I don't want to be press-ganged into a different version of Walmart. Time to stop consenting to their criminal tyranny. With the bankruptcy of the United States Corporation and the theft of the American people's gold and voiding of contracts based on this precious metal by Franklin Delano Roosevelt's unlawful Executive Order 6102 of April 5, 1933, Americans have been forced to use Federal Reserve notes as legal tender. These are private foreign banking script with no intrinsic value and are not lawful money. Federal Reserve notes are only negotiable debt instruments with QCIP numbers for the use of the Federal Reserve Corporation members who have formed a criminal enterprise guilty of a multitude of RICO crimes. C84 STAT 922-3. Also 84 STAT 941 and 18 United States Code 1961-1968. Folks, when you get yourself a quote-unquote bank account, you just became a subsidiary of the Federal Reserve. And if you're not aware that they changed the quote-unquote law a few years ago, guess what? Any quote-unquote money that you think you have becomes the property of these banks. Now, they may be nice unless you have it back, but if they go belly up, you become an unsecured creditor. I tell you folks, do not have any significant revenue in any of these enterprises. No banks, no stocks and bonds, because again, it's all corporate crap. You don't own stocks and you don't own bonds, folks. Slaves don't own anything. Read it in your own paperwork, folks. It's not me. Read it yourself. What does it call you? It calls you a beneficiary. It doesn't call you an owner. Wake up, please. Wake up, please. But if they shut down those banks, they can take whatever you think is yours. 
we're going to see another bank holiday, the same kind that we saw under Franklin Delano Roosevelt, folks. You better not have anything in those banks, and you really better not have anything of financial value in a quote-unquote safety deposit box. There's no safety in those boxes. If you don't have the ability to put your finger on it anytime you want to, you don't own it. And when you're somebody like me who's been stolen from again and again and again, I'm trying to save your life, folks. I'm trying to wake you up to the system that is going for a reset. Don't put your faith and your trust in their currency and in their system. You better be outside that system, and you better already be establishing with one another how you're going to survive, how you're going to trade with one another, how you're going to grow your own groceries when the grocery store shelves are empty or the price of food is so ridiculously high. What have I told you, folks? This is an all-out war, and part of that war, folks, is the Hunger Games. Marty and I have talked about it again and again. And I'm running out of time. Federal Reserve notes are a liability of the United States Corporation, which can be verified by going to 12 United States Code 411. A debt cannot be used to pay a debt, and since the bankruptcy, it has become public policy that debts can only be discharged and not paid. The Federal Reserve members pay approximately 14 cents per Federal Reserve note, regardless of denomination, which is supposed to be offset by the value of assets that history has, consist- has consistently proven the Federal Reserve Banks do not have. This is evidenced by frequent bank bailouts, mortgage fraud, theft of the contents of safety deposit boxes, what I say a minute ago, folks, inflation, which is a form of theft caused by the debasement of the currency, and, of course, the theft of the American people's gold, silver, and life force. Just because you don't pay this government in fiat currency doesn't mean you're not paying this government. Your life force is being stolen through taxation, through demands being made on you, through manipulations. Your life force is being stolen from you. A simple Google search using the words banking fraud will generate an excess of 789 million hits. You think that might imply that there's a little banking fraud going on? I would like to think that you folks are smart enough to see that maybe there is. The American people who are creditors of this criminal behemoth of banking have been its victims as the Federal Reserve has abused its monopoly of the currency to exploit and steal from them. The Federal Reserve's fiat currency is manipulated regularly and is used to purchase real assets with significant and very tangible value in exchange for their near-worthless debt instruments, which are being debased more and more each day. The monopoly of the Federal Reserve was authorized by only a small part of the Board of Directors of the United States Congress in 1913 when most of the members were away on Christmas break. The bill would never have passed otherwise, as evidenced by Congressman Charles August Lindbergh Sr., who wrote the book Banking and Currency and the Money Trust just before the act was unlawfully passed. Charles Lindbergh Sr. also brought articles of impeachment against several members of the Federal Reserve shortly after the Federal Reserve Act was passed and signed into law on December 23, 1913 by President Woodrow Wilson, the CEO of the United States Corporation at the time. See Public Law 63-43, Statutes at Large, Chapter 6, 
and 38 stat 251. Oh, and by the way, Woodrow Wilson on his deathbed regretted his decision in signing that act. Just thought y'all know this. He realized he destroyed a great country when he did that. What did Rock Child say? Give me control of a country's currency and I care not who makes its laws. The only valid coin still in circulation with legitimate history is the copper penny, which was among the first coins minted by the United States Mint. These coins were also debased as their size was significantly reduced in the late 1850s, just prior to the War of Northern Aggression. And then its composition changed to being copper-coated zinc in 1982. This is additional evidence of more theft as inflation continues to destroy the minimal value of the fiat currency due to endless printing, credit creation, and bond purchases in order to continue to support this house of cards and the lie of the Federal Reserve and their debt instruments even to this day. Folks, this government, quote-unquote, is selling bonds, but it's a big shell game, folks. It's a big shell game because it's being bought back by the same people. If I'm saying, yeah, I sold a million dollars in bonds today, and I take it off the counter because I bought it back, not that you're actually paying for anything, it's just a giant shell game to hide what's really going on. It's a house of cards, folks. I can't make it any clearer than that. Additionally, the value of commodities are also manipulated by these bankers. This complicates the producer's ability to function due to the nature of this fraud and manipulations of various commodities values. Banks are trading in places that they have no legitimate business interest in other than to create support for their private banking script. The banks do this solely for profit and to protect the value of their negotiable debt instruments. For the agents of these criminal banking enterprises, it is just business which the claimant likes to refer to as vulture capitalism. Meanwhile, people and these producers of real wealth and commodities suffer for this criminal activity. There are no honest weights and measures anymore. There are only manipulated values of everything touched by the toxic currency Federal Reserve notes. The characteristics of money are durability, portability, divisibility, uniformity, a limited supply, acceptability, is stable in value and recognizable. Money is used for the ease of exchanging it for goods or services. Federal Reserve notes do not qualify as quote-unquote money for a multitude of the above-named reasons. They are instead negotiable debt instruments and a liability of the United States Corporation. This can be verified by going to 12 United States Code 411. And again, why do I keep repeating it, folks? I told you why a minute ago. The administrative process being performed in these private profit kangaroo courts by attorneys using maritime admiralty, constructive contract, and racketeering fraud, hidden unilateral contracts with no or virtually no benefit to the victim, baritary, clerks masquerading as judges, and the use of patents, trademarks, and copyrights have been well documented by claimant on the public record. Presumptions, parents portray, hypothecation, titles such as delinquent taxpayer, respondent, defendant, and the use of capitalist diminution maxima, Latin for maximum loss of status, that's the all capital letters name, folks, are other dirty tricks committed to continue this charade. The first creditors, we the people, have been converted into the debtor through fraud. 
People are now being tricked to be trustees of the trustees. This is the crime of conversion under the color of law using fraud. This is especially true when patents, trademarks, and trade names are created to pattern after real people who are not aware this is happening. These are then filed at the United States Patent and Trademark Office by attorneys who frequently claim to have the right to do so, even though they do not have the consent of the living people to do so. The people's equity is their sweat, blood, life force stolen for the benefit of employees of the various corporations masquerading as government and their banking masters. These corporations can be found on Dun & Bradstreet website. Look it up, folks. State of Tennessee, County of Montgomery... The corporations, folks, they trade on Wall Street, which means they're profitable. Compelled performance under threat and duress is extortion, which is involuntary servitude, and therefore it is slavery, which is both immoral and unlawful. Voluntary servitude and making victimless issues a crime, which in turn makes the average man or woman on the street a criminal, is how tyrants have overcome this ethical dilemma. If that is not bad enough, people are assumed to be employees of these corporations. Thus, we have the crime of press ganging. Just because something is currently considered legal does not make it lawful. Many Nazi war criminals discovered this truth after World War II when they were shot or hung for their multitude of war crimes. Some, of course, escaped through Operation Paperclip. Corruption is an act done with the intent to give some advantage and consistent with official duty at the expense of the rights of others. This is prevalent in both de facto government as well as in these private contract equity courts who use the monopoly of private law and the use of force to terrorize and enslave. Most people do not voluntarily consent to being stolen from. At no time were people asked, nor did they consent to have their common law courts of record where their rights were jealously guarded, changed into maritime admiralty equity courts where people's unalienable rights are violated under the open secret of contract violations and patents and trademarks that they are not aware of. Most people are not even aware that they were put into commerce and contracts through fraud and deception. See the Erie Railroad decision for this crime. Once again, this crime of legal trickery was perpetuated by the criminal banker Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who stacked the United States Supreme Court with his puppets when the original court would not go along with his plundering of the country referred to as the quote-unquote New Deal. When they wouldn't go along with it, he just added a few more uh, members. And I don't mean replacements. I mean he actually added more members to the Supreme Court. And and by the way, folks, the Supreme Court is just another corporation. I thought you all ought to know that. Oh, and you will not find anything other than a Jew or a Catholic on the quote-unquote Supreme Court. You will never find a Protestant there. Never. Why? All roads lead to Rome, folks. You've heard it here again and again. Law is a very simple concept to grasp. It is merely three words with only eight letters total and has its basis in peaceful coexistence with all fellow men and women. Those three words are simply do no harm. To fail to know this universally recognized and accepted fact of truth is gross negligence. Many bar card-holding attorneys are guilty of gross negligence. Far too many bar members impose their private for-profit contract law on the people for their own enrichment, which is unjust enrichment. The people have been sold the lie of legal services by members of the criminal legal society's monopoly of language and color of law. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. 
these agents working for the banks or the politicians, bar members, private union dues-paying club, and, of course, the henchmen with costumes, badges, and guns. Notice how I don't pull my punches. Combined together, they create a society of tyranny while acting as administrators for the United States bankruptcy. By working together for the interest of foreign bankers and financial and other benefits, the people and their property have been stolen. These foreign bankers have claimed ownership over the people and their real property. This is slavery in every sense of the word. The people had their gold and private property stolen, and all were made surety for the United States Corporation's debts in the bankruptcy of 1933. This is a most unconscionable contract done by the criminal banker Franklin Delano Roosevelt, acting as president of the United States Corporation. That was the crime of unlawful conversion under the color of law. Again, I'm repeating myself. Why? I'm making my point. The governors and state legislators at the time consented to this crime of high treason and have almost all, as have almost all elected officials who have followed since that time. The national emergency that followed appeared to be the foundation that bar attorneys are now using as justification to pillage and steal from the public trust. As trustees and administrators using administrative process for the bankruptcy, many bar attorneys are using constructive contract and racketeering fraud as well as the color of law and private maritime admiralty tribunals where rights are trampled with impunity by union due card carrying private association bar members. The beneficiaries of the trust are regularly the victims of barratry in these maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts. People are finding it nearly impossible to get honest service with unbiased judgments in their favor. This makes perfect sense as all parties involved in this conspiracy of enslaving the population under the color of law are working in collusion with one another. Decisions in these tribunals consistently favor bar attorneys and de facto governments and their agents and their criminal banking enterprises while the people's wealth, health, and life force is stolen through the use of extortion and fraud. The people cannot do these actions without being put in prison for felonies, then neither can its corporate agents. Moral turpitude is the norm in government, and in these maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo court star chamber tribunals were justices fleeting and rarely seen. According to an 1801 British Merchant Marine Handbook, our attorneys are international shipping clerks, not lawyers. These attorneys are supposed to act as customs agents aboard ships or be employed in customs houses on the land. Attorneys are not learned in the law, only in policy and procedure of a private corporation's philosophy and policies intended for its employees and fellow club members. This is corporate feudalism using administrative process and the color of law. Attorneys use a foreign language called legalese to impose their will upon the people. This language, which sounds like English, requires a dictionary called the Black's Law Dictionary, of which there are numerous editions. The meanings of words frequently change in these dictionaries to help continue to perpetuate the legal system scam. Additionally, the words in these dictionaries are actually just terms and are usually nothing like what the meaning is in common use by the people in their daily lives. This is called the fraudulent convenience, uh, conveyance of language that requires a foreign language interpreter coincidentally a bar member, to interpret. Truth is a defense to defamation to include slander, that which is spoken or libel, that which is written or published. We are at just before we're going to have to end the show, folks. Whether or not we continue this, we'll discuss with Marty later. 
but you've gotten a lot of information today. Marty? You know, I told them they needed to get a paper and pencil, and like I said, the shows are available in archive permanently unless something behind the scenes happens. I'm surprised we were able to stay on air, quite honestly. Uh, there's so much going on here that uh, I want to post that opus of yours over onto my webpage for people to read. And, um, you know, the thing is, we have been scammed so long. One of the things that uh, puzzled me about high school is they don't teach these kids anything about law. They don't teach them anything about how the courts actually work or what their rights might be. And if they did teach it, they'd teach the bar version and not the actual common law version. Uh, But they come out not knowing anything, and I think that's one of the biggest problems, John, is that people are so oblivious to this whole system. They have an idea that there's justice and everything is fair and equitable and blah, blah, blah. But we see all the time people step into these courtrooms and the, the decision's already made before they got there. The collusion between the attorneys and the judge is quite obvious. And that these people are re- supposed to be respected and honored and all of this, it's a very dishonorable profession in my estimation, as is being an attorney. The only good attorneys or lawyers I know are the ones that have been sanctioned or quit the trade, um, that have just said, you know, I can't do this, lost their stupid bar card, good for them. And and as you said, and I was brought this up out in D.C. three years ago when approached by an attorney that told me I was dangerously close to practicing law without a license. And I said, well, I might be, but you are practicing law without a license. All you have is a bar union's due card. And um, you don't you don't have any such license. Only the state can license, and they've never licensed you. And But this, this overthrow of our judicial system, I don't know if it's been that way since day one, if it became gradually that way over time, if this was the plan all along or somebody just hijacked it, I don't know. All I can say is where we are right now, this needs to be dispensed with, this whole thing taken apart. And I don't have any hope that it ever will be, John. I really don't. Um, But all that's going on today in the world, in here, like in this country, and we see people protesting all over the world, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in the streets protesting like over this COVID thing, and here we sit. And um, it just absolutely... Uh, I I don't understand. I don't understand what's happened to us and why are we this apathetic? And as, as much as I appreciate you coming on this show, most people would start listening to you, John, and think, oh, this is too much. I'd rather go watch TV. But they're the first ones that will come screaming and crying, help, help, help. I I don't know what to do. I sometimes think that our efforts here are futile. Other times I think we've got to keep going. We've got to keep educating people. But it's really become quite a conundrum what to do. So for the time being, we're going to keep doing these shows. And like I say, they are available 
at all times in archive. You can access them anytime. You can stop the recording where you need to if you want to make notes. You can stop the recording and make your notes. Uh, but if you need to, John, can you give out a contact information for them? All right, ladies and gentlemen, pen and paper, I hope you got it, or you can listen in archives. You can email me. This is all one word. The Clarksville Antique Mall at gmail.com. The Clarksville Antique Mall at gmail.com. You can find me over there on Facebook, John.Lecron.16. Um, you know, I get an awful lot of requests for help and stuff like that, and I help as many people as I can. But twin work and everything right. else that I do, I only help a certain amount of people. I do the best I can. You want to tweak my heart? Give me a good story. But I'm here to tell you, folks, this is a one-man operation, and I am swamped. I bet you are, John. I bet you are. Well, we'll do everything we can to get you out there. Everybody, thank you for tuning in tonight. Thanks for all the questions and comments that came in. Uh, You know, it lets us know that people are listening and they are paying attention. So don't ever be afraid to do that. You can always get me on Facebook during the shows. Um, You can email me. (laughs) Please don't call me. Uh, Not while we're on air. But I want to remind everyone that these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit, an annual event in Washington, D.C. And, of course, with COVID, we haven't been able to meet there this last year or the year before and um you see this monster has many tentacles it stopped a lot of things but we did a on zoom um we we did we found ways around it and the movement for whistleblowers has become much much larger and uh, many people are coming forward out of government blowing the whistle we just hope all of them survive doing it a lot of times these people in but anyway thank you for tuning in we'll be back next Monday night, hopefully, with more from John. And in the meantime, read everything you can. Listen to the show again if you need to. Make your notes. Start educating yourself. Uh, Everything you've gotten here tonight is documentable. You just have to access the information. And with that, John, thank you for all of your input. Thank everybody who tuned in, and we'll talk to you next week. Good night, everyone. Good night, well.